All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, look, I'm going to throw a disclaimer out. There might be times where the pod sounds like all of a sudden the sound speeds up and slows down and our voice might go out. Look, I'm on some shoddy Wi-Fi at a hotel in a place of Virginia most people don't know exists. Okay, so... Uh, it's a beautiful country. There's just not a whole lot of technology around here. Welcome to the latest edition of the FBL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Welcome to the lady edition of <laughs> Fantasy that, my Lord, America really? Premier League podcast. <laughs> Brian really Chesko. Brian Chesko. Uh, I like in. it. I like it when Brian does that because now you have to keep the false start in for anyone to know what he's talking about. Brian, is there a, is there a, a strobe light going on in your house? According Are you to, at a disco party? According to American uh, Electric Power or whatever power company we have uh, in this part of the world, they say that we have some issue with our wiring coming to our house. And they ask, Does your, <laughs> do your lights flicker on and off sometimes? And we're like, yeah, that's really weird. And they're like, yeah, you're going to need to get that fixed. We're like, what? you fix it. You're the power company. Just what? Do you, you're outside. Go to right. it now. All right, Scott, tell everyone what's going on because I'm still staring at Brian's sipping yeah. cold snap, a Samuel Adams cold snap as mm-hmm. lights. He looks like he's in a disco. He does. Yeah, we are recording from our, uh, our own locations this week. Hopefully, you can hear not just the beginning of every sentence I say, but also the ends of my sentences on this pod. If not, well... I apologize in advance, but Brian, you won't be missing. I, I might, I might have audio <laughs> issues, but Brian's having some visual issues right now. I can't imagine how he stays focused with that kind of flickering going on constantly. Brian, it's just nonstop. Turn, just turn it's the non-stop. light off. Just turn the light off. Yeah, seriously. All right, well, you guys intro the pod. I'm going to run over and flip a flip a switch. <laughs> I don't know how All he's right. dealing with that. I could not live with that for more than, well. Oh, my well, gosh. Brian, let's be have, honest. Brian, do you have flashlights? you have flashlights you can turn on? Will they flicker? He can't hear us. He can't hear us. It's fine. We're going we're gonna to talk about the four matches that took place this last weekend. I didn't watch any football. I didn't watch any football. I don't know if, I mean, What's I know you with you? I know that you two know this, but this past weekend was a four-day American holiday called March Madness. I know. So you, so you liked the introduction of the FPL America, the article this week, then Scott, that where we talked about the this is the it's tournament time, right? That's yeah. true. That is true, and I did. 
And I do. I love March Madness. I missed it last year. Uh, I completely binged on 48 basketball games over the last four days or however many it was. Uh, but I have caught up on the four matches. We'll talk about the four matches that comprised Game Week 29 in the Premier League and in our FPL lineups. Uh, but we're mostly going to look to the future because there are nine game weeks, 90 matches left, I think, wow. left to be played in wow. this season. It's the home stretch, gentlemen. It is the stretch run in to the clubhouse or whatever sports analogy, mixed metaphor you want me to use. This is it. And, uh, and so we're going to talk about that as well because I know at least one person on this podcast has activated his wild card during the upcoming international break that is going to take place before we get to game week 30. And, and I'm going to talk about that. I know that one person did it because that one person is me. I'm considering it. I have not pulled the trigger yet, but I'm considering it. It's under... I actually, Dave, I'm under... so confused by Brian's house still. Somehow he turned off the light, but it looks like there's more light <laughs> on his face than there was when the lights were flickering on rather than... I'm, I'm so confused by his lighting. Scott, that is one of the funnier things, and maybe it's just because I've had a few bourbons that, that you've said in a long time. He turned the lights off, yet there's more light. Less is more. <laughs> um, I'm fine with you guys calling the end of the season anything except squeaky bum time. <laughs> yeah. I as long, you can call it the stretch run. You can call it the 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 last sprint you can call it the the final third i don't care the last lap i don't care what you call it not Please squeaky bum time yeah just stop saying squeaky bum <laughs> yeah that's that's fine yeah. that that sounds yeah no that works for me i think we've done everything we need to do to set this pot up i, I actually think we've probably turned people off Let's go ahead and get into what we're uh, here to do. Brian, can you kick things off? Yeah, there's no one left listening to this. Let's talk about, <laughs> for a few minutes, what happened in game week 29, I guess. For not having watched any football, these these were four good matches. They were good uh, so matches. Let's, let's get into them. Uh, West Ham 3, Arsenal 3 is where... Come on, you gooders! Start. Hey, you're in a hotel, sir. Uh, there's a neighbor who's going to be knocking. I know. I tried to calm that down a little bit, but I'm at the end of the hall. They, they, <laughs> they've, I, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. They gave you the pod suite. Yes, that's right. Correct. I gave them, Perfect. The, you know, they've given me the FPL special. So I like it. I like it. That does stand for fantasy. Premier League, right? Sure. Okay. Correct. Easy. Right, so West Ham three, Arsenal three, there's a lot here. And, uh, I, you know, the, first of all, Dave, yeah, if let's I talk about this. You, I, I do feel there's a lot here. If I had told you that Arsenal was going to score three goals on West Ham and Aubameyang wasn't going to have anything to do with any of them, would you have believed that? Yeah, no, I wouldn't have believed it. Um, although of late, because he seems to have uh, not been consistent scoring, Arsenal has had other guys do some scoring. One of them, Scott, and, and yeah. is a serious consideration, I think, at least for me, that's hard for me Got to, to say. say Lacazette. Yeah, is Lacazette going forward into a wild card? Look at his last four matches. I think it's eight, one, yep. eight, and twelve. Eleven or eleven, eleven. Yep, yep. And the, again, I think I read this to Brian a second ago when when you were up using the facilities. Uh, <laughs> the, look, that's against. It was against Leicester, Burnley, Tottenham, and West Ham. Like those aren't jokes of teams. Three no, of Bur them are in the top six. Yeah, Burnley's not bad. And, and Burnley so, at Turf Moor. Yeah. 
look, uh, Arsenal, no doubt, is is fighting on two fronts. I, I think there's a small chance, a small hope that they can get top six and still get European play. And, but their biggest chance for Champions League next year is is the Europa League, which they are still in. So I say all that. Lacazette, I think, is is still going to be playing in league matches. At least he has been. Has so, been, and he's been scoring. Yeah. yeah. How how many games until Lacazette goes back to being the Lacazette that doesn't play? Yeah, I don't I, think it's many. I don't well, think it's many. Well, I, well, I went into the Arsenal business a little bit because, I I mean, Salah and Bruno weren't playing. And so I said, you know what? No better chance hit. to take it. I did not. I've already used my free hit on the last shortened, shortened game week. Uh, but I did say to myself, you know what? If there's never a better time to use a negative four than when you know that the guys you're going to be transferring out are guaranteed to score zero. All you got to do is hit on who you bring in on those negative fours to make it worth it. That's and true. so I That's did. A good thought. I sent Bruno and Salah out, and Aubameyang was one of the two that I brought in, and I captained him. I was taking a chance there because obviously Aubameyang sat in the North London Derby over discipline issues, and I was concerned that maybe he'd become a little bit of an emotional head case and, and maybe not have his head in the game following the, the disciplinary measure that Arteta took. I don't know if that's the reason why he only scored two fantasy points in this last match, but I am disappointed. I'm not. I, I'm getting right back out of the Arsenal business now that my wild card is active. I think that's I, foolish. I, we've, we've been here already three times with Lacazette this season, and yep. we talked about last time this happened that it was not too long ago where it was three goals in a row. That's how Lacazette started the season and then went 90 weeks without anything and then scored three in a row again, and now it's been a few weeks, and he's doing it again. So, like, I... You've seen this movie... At least three times this season. So that's the that's my only concern with Lacazette, is that he's... You know he's good, or at least we think he is, and he does it, yeah. in, he does it in little streaks. The question is, is he going to keep... Is he going to keep playing the minutes? Is he going to keep starting? If Ryan he Chester. starts... If he starts and cares, we know what he's capable of. He's really good. It's James or uh, is Alexander Lacazette? Is he the James Ward Prowse of forwards? He's better. He's better than James Ward Prowse. Um, Meaning, you think so, Scott? James Ward Prowse. Scott, you just Scott, you just you you hate James Ward Prowse. Well, I I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy to have a drink with. I, he's just going nowhere near my fantasy lineup for the duration of my lifetime and his lifetime playing football. It's not going to happen. Lacazette's not coming into my lineup either. I don't want players who score little streaks. I will take the chance that he's going to finish the season strong and go to someone like Patrick Bamford, who's just been more consistent. That's I want consistency with a high ceiling as opposed to the potential for high ceiling, but also potential for nothing, like even down to zero, which is what Lacazette brings. All right. Now, no, hold on a second. So number one, uh, the James Ward Prowse is not a bad player. He just strings, and, and what my my prop, uh, proposition was, he just strings three good weeks together. You go to him. Mares kind of does that same thing. Yes, but and neither look, of them are in my lineup. I know that striker is a is a shaky situation right now. Okay, most people probably own Harry Kane. Do they feel great about it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, look, I don't absolutely. know. Absolutely. Bamford's, if he's Bamford's, healthy, he's Bamford's ownership, both Bamford and Kane are pressing 50% ownership. Okay. They both have probably come down a little bit. Maybe maybe they're on their way back up now that they've they've given you returns in 29. 
But prior to 29, their, their ownership was going down. I was going to say, Kane would have been steadily up just with 29 looming. Bamford, because of the injury, I, I mean, I, I can say for, for sure, if I had free hit in 29, Patrick Bamford would not have been in my team. Absolutely would have taken I him out. I took him out and brought Mope in because yeah. I like Brighton's matchups better. Yeah, and that's that wasn't a, um, terrible, but it wasn't easy yeah, to pay that, off. Right, it's it's almost a wash, which is not 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 what you want. But yeah, Bamford would have made he made me nervous just on the injury concern, and even in this even in the game, we're like we're not even on that yet. But even in that game, he still was a bit gimpy and had to leave early. So you know you're lo- you you love getting a return. I like I just for Lacazette, I I don't know. I'm passing. Right, I enough. like him. I there's like so him. Much I'm, more... I'm just not. Do, I'm not doing it. Fair enough. In in this match, there's so much more going on. Scott, you originally asked me if Arsenal scored three goals, Lacazette didn't score any of them, or Aubameyang didn't Aubameyang. score any of them. Would I be surprised? The answer to that is yes. He did not. And and look, I didn't see the first half of the match. I'm going to take credit for this Arsenal comeback in this game because once I started watching in the second half, is when they completely came roaring back. Uh, I turned it on and couldn't believe the scoreline at halftime and uh, was then pleasantly surprised as Arsenal got back into the match and at least got a point out of it. And then I was wondering, well, what were they doing in the first half when they were getting just blitzer kicked? Or is that even the right thing? Use that properly, Scott? Not even close. Blitzkrieg. Blitzkrieg. What you, what you were thinking of is that they were just coasting on the fumes of going through in the Europa this League. This was the letdown and game, was, right? This was a letdown game after the North London Derby in the Europa well, League. This was yeah, and and like the double whammy against Spurs. Spurs not progressing through Europa, losing right. to Arsenal in the North London Derby, and so then you get to West Ham, and it was like, we're all good here. It right. doesn't matter the result. Well, and, and I think this too, and, and, and maybe other some of the other big six clubs have uh, fallen – to this maybe not i don't know i'd have to go back and look at the stats but i think a lot of the the top traditional big six clubs go into the west ham game thinking this is just old west ham yeah they were five points from relegation last season but this west ham team is a team that number one doesn't have many injuries i guarantee they probably have had less injuries or they're either the, the the top or the second to the top team with the least amount of minutes missed yeah antonio Right, I mean, most of it's Mikel Antonio. It, it, it has the feel of going to happen. I'm not saying that West Ham's going to win the league, but it has a feel of Leicester when they won the league. How they never had any any huge injuries. All their best players seem to be available. Like when this team can have Cresswell on the pitch, Lingard, who has been a jump started, uh, you know, yeah. West Ham since he he since he's come in, and obviously Antonio. But then when when you look at some of the other players, when you look at Sufal, when you look at Fornals and Bowen, the, all ben, those guys, ben Johnson, Bo- all those yeah, guys can, Bowen. all those guys can play. And when they're not hurt, and look, they're not playing. West Ham is not playing uh, European games, so they're, they're not, not playing, playing midweek. They're not in any any cups anymore, so they literally can just focus on Premier League matches and stay healthy. And when they roll out a healthy full squad, they're tough for anyone. I don't care who they are. No, it's yeah, true. The drop-off, too, you know, the concern initially was, I mean, the, you don't like that they concede three here. I mean, and anybody who, I mean, Craig Dawson, like I still, you know, I would still see Craig Dawson as a good 
as a value, but you know, you don't like the result for Craig Dawson here, not just not just an own goal, but then concede three. So bad day at the office for Craig Dawson. But I, I just think like the concern was they would be shakier defensively once they got out of their back five and had to go back to, you know, where Cresswell, you know, had, was flourishing as the, you know, as one of the three in a back three, instead of having to play and kind of on the, you know, on the, on, in a back four. And it hasn't affected him really. Like he gets nothing for you here, but it hasn't affected his overall score for the, for the season. And, now that they're going into a little bit more of a friendlier, you know, a friendlier run of matches. Yeah. I mean, I going all in on, on West Ham with Lingard, Antonio, and I, I don't see how that's a, I don't see how that's a bad move. Jesse Lingard is definitely going to get strong consideration. I'm, I'm not committing any spots in my lineup at this point, since I've got more than a week to decide, but Jesse Lingard has to be, considered by anyone using a chip right now, regardless. And we've yeah. said this before, regardless of matchup, I will say that the bad beat of the week is the fact that if you own, like I do, Stochek and Dawson, you got hit with two own goals. Brutal. That is brutal. This match. Yeah. I just realized too, that my mic has been off. I've been trying to talk for like the last 30 seconds and was wondering what was going on. <laughs> I had to cough and turn my mic off, which is kind of fun. So yeah, Good. that's cool. Look, well, thanks for covering up the cough. This is what I wanted to say and that I couldn't say because my mic was off. I don't know why people haven't gone to Lingard already. I, I, what, what does he have to do? Why is he just now a free? Of course you're considering for a free hit. But my Lord, why isn't he already in your squad? You can't have, you can't have Gundogan and Lingard. Why you not? Can't have, you can't have Christian Bale and Lingard. Like why I, not? I got to have Christian Bale. Zero, Dave. I can't have Lingard scoring points. <laughs> well. I need that zero from Christian Bale. Look, I was, uh, I, I was. I know I'm calling him Christian Bale. I know. <laughs> yes. I, I might rather have Christian Bale. At this point, Christian Bale is a better chance of playing for Spurs on a consistent basis. Than All right. Getting back Gareth. to, yes, the, the, the bad beat, Scott, reeling this in. The bad the beat goals. from Dawson and Socek uh, were pretty brutal. And yeah. <clears throat> honestly, I think it's it was an unfair own goal on Socek. Uh, Craig Dawson kicked it into the net, so that's on <laughs> that's on Craig Dawson. But Socek, yeah. uh, it sure looked like Lacazette's shot was on target, uh, and then it took a deflection, and because uh, he wasn't that far out, and deflected in. So I feel like that was uh, unfair on Socek. Craig Dawson literally scored a fantastic goal. My last note on this match is Jared Bowen's goal. I think this season, more than any other that I've been watching in the Premier League, and it's going on 14, 15 years now, these quick free kicks are yeah. uh, are definitely a thing. And, uh, you know, our friends over at Men and Blazers talk all the time about needing, you know, every, every club needs a player who engages in the dark arts. Mm. Those, those guys who, when a foul is called, they stand in front of the ball and don't allow for the quick free kick. Yes, it's those so types true. Of plays. It's so true. Didn't happen here, and uh, West Ham sneaks one in. Uh, that's how Jared Bowen gets his goal. Dave, that's uh, that's Jaka's job. That's true. It, it's I tell you, Brian, it's someone's job. That's but, that you've got multiple guys that are capable of that kind of thing. Between Ceballos, Jaka, you've got uh, just follow oh, the red card trail. Right. I wouldn't put it past any of the any of the central defenders to do that, no matter who's back there. 
Yeah, well, I think David Luiz wanted it to happen. He was pretty upset. He he, it's Luiz's job to tell someone to get there. That's where he dropped the ball. Yikes! But uh, anyways, moving moving on. Look, anything else on this match? Yeah, look, I, I want to say this, and and I know that I'll be muckety mucked over this. Uh, man of the match who didn't have an assist and didn't have a goal in the match was uh, Odegaard for Arsenal. He had an unbelievable game, at least for sure, second half. It had, he had a hand in, in, for the most part, all three goals, even though there were two own goals. I know that sounds weird. Just bear with me. Go watch it. He was man of the match, didn't score, didn't have an assist. And I already had him in my team. I brought him in uh, after the 10, after he had the week before. I think his performances are going to continue to get better. At a 6-0, I get it. You're like, where's the proof in the pudding? I know. That's fine. If you, I, It's tough to argue that. But I own him, and, and I'm probably, when I analyze, if I, if I uh, wild card, he'll probably still be in my team. Wow. That is the homerest move Seriously. of all time. But also, the, that is such a wild card maverick kind of move. I can't help but <laughs> applaud it. I mean, he's given you only 21 points total Look, I, up until this point. Well, he's sure. given you two after the 10. He scored two in this match. He's only scored 21 fantasy points. I mean, what are you expecting from him well, on the end of the season? Look at look at how many games he's started the full 90, or he's played the full 90. And you think he's going to continue? I do. That's the problem with Arsenal. I don't. I doubt well, it. He he will continue. His performances have been that good. He will continue in that role. All right. Uh, but hey, Brian. I, I want our listeners to know. By the way, Brian and I, I are shocked by this decision. Well, I, I no, mean, I, I like, completely, I, I completely understand. I, I want to say this. I am not, yes, am I am a Homer Arsenal fan. Absolutely. No doubt. Breaking when news. it comes to fantasy, I'm usually anti my team, okay? Because well, it's, a, it's a double whammy for me. So you kind of got to, like, I really, I'm telling you, there's something about that, this. Do you, do you want me to give you, you want me to put a stat on it? for you oh, sure yes i love oh, just, stats yeah, make him feel better about his bad decision brian I, i'm just saying since since i would XA, say a are we gonna get into xa hey um, scott scott li, li, hey listen no. just, you're trying to do a subtle flex here as you're top of the league and close to top of the uh the the podcast league but, i dropped a uh, little in 29 but thank you for for calling that out i mean look i i you know started eight players and outscored you by like 13 points but i mean you know it's whatever yeah, I, I, missed only had, on, I missed on my arsenal captain well i, I only had 67 this week was that good it. yeah but yeah, are you, really you yeah, but hold on brian you at least had a negative didn't you what do you mean you have a negative four negative eight. Oh, i took a minus eight yes okay so you still beat me with your negative eight by four points yeah, that's great. Hey, I listen, what I, let me get the stat for this you. This is too much math. <laughs> what I what I was gonna say is, Dave, I would I'm looking at for Odegaard's starts. I would just say game week twenty four. Sure, as like that's, fair. that's where he kind of gets locked into the lineup. He is the most creative gunner right. in this in six games, created the most chances of any of any of the Arsenal players. And he's taken nine shots. And the only person that's done better than that for Arsenal is Aubameyang and Lacazette. Mm-hmm. So he, he and Pepe have each attempted nine shots. So, yeah, on the, the stats of it, like, he's up there with anyone else that's good. And I've seen a ton of, of post-match praising of Odegaard and his performance. 
Yeah, I mean, I like I get I get the on the like the eye test of it. Odegaard as a like has the potential. I just think it's mm-hmm. like it just feels really soon. That's all. Yeah, that's fair. But, that's but, fair. Like, I can't uh, wait like, for look, him to torch Liverpool. Uh, listen, if, <laughs> listen, I feel I feel like it's it's really similar. Like based on it's a little different, I think, with the stats and like the recent performance. But it, it's it's not far off of Kai Havertz. At Chelsea, where it's with, like with Kai's stats, and he and he's been on the upswing. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like positionally, by usage, by his manager's quote quotes about him, the way he's be, like like the potential of it. Like Kai Havertz is in the same kind of place where it's like, oh, I can see it. If he blew up, if this was where he turned the corner, it wouldn't this, surprise me. This would make all the sense in the world. That's fair. So at least that. Yep. Fair enough. Can I move on from this match? Yeah, of course. Everson, you're the one who says, yeah, of course. <laughs> I got nothing else to say about this one. <laughs> All right. Aston Villa nil, Spurs two. The aforementioned Harry Kane uh, gives you uh, a good outing here. Um, much more can be said about this, but should we start with Harry Kane or do we want to go somewhere else? No, let's, let's go with Kane. I th- what? Obviously, I think he was probably percentage-wise the I, highest. I think you should. I, I think out of all the weeks. Uh, I don't know what the highest ownership percentage is for a captain. I gotta believe Kane wins that on the season this week. I I had the captain on Kane every second up until the day of, like the you know last Friday. Yeah, and I just thought I don't love the matchup against Aston Villa's defense. And when am I ever going to get a chance to captain Joel Veltman sure. again in my life? Well, and so that's so, what. So that was my that was my switch at the end was to say, you know what? I'm putting my money where my mouth is statistically on this guy, and it um, worked out. And it worked out great. Yeah, Brian Veltman, who made the dream team. Brian, in 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 the world of where, and I know you're saying to yourself, like. I've got everyone's captaining Kane. I knew yeah. like everyone knew that. So you're like, if he doesn't do something, what are my chances? And to go with Veltman is such a ballsy, uh, forgive me, eight league Diane, uh, ballsy move that, that that's only Odegaard, that's Odegaard level. Only, right only Diane. What, like she, she went to Veltman way before it was cool to go. to. Yeah. Veltman. I, 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 I can, I have, <laughs> In a pure, the purest shout out, one of the purest that we could have. I mean, I like, look, I write the article. I do my best to pull the stats. I've, Veltman has been in there week after week. It reminds me a little bit of early in the season with Stuart Dallas. Like we talked about that before. Yeah. Where Stuart Dallas was just crushing statistically, but didn't necessarily have the returns. And then they happened. It was like, it was the, the motivation of League Diane having the guts to get Veltman at the point when it was like the only thing you had to go on was some stats and it worked <laughs> this week. There yeah, was Scott, no, Scott, you hear that stats work. There was yeah, but no, even Brian, but even Brian is surprised by that right now. No, like this week there was no, I like Veltman was in like, so that's what I'm saying. I wish I, I should do the math. I never actually did it to see who would have been in. Like, I know who would have been in my free hit team. Veltman was a was a lock to be in there. So 
that was one guy that I was like, absolutely. And then what was really bad about Veltman, why are we talking about this? Just the, let's, let's save that for the, for the Brighton. Him. No, I want to save that for the Brighton. I will save right. that for Brighton just to talk about Veltman. We have a knack of, for talking about the next match as soon as we move on to That's the true. Match all of the, all of what we'll end up talking about him is to say that the, that it was largely inspired by Diane that I thought, you know what? I'm going with that guy. I'm going to play the matchup and the stats and the man, and it and it worked this week. All right. I, but it was sheer terror until like especially when I saw Kane penalty goal yeah. and just thought like oh crap here it comes Kane Kane is going to make me regret this and he didn't completely like obviously like I own Kane I was happy to see the goal but still like yeah I mean this. I feel like this was an inevitable result after a Spurs Spurs their way out of Europe or out of the oh. Europa League. Yeah. B after Hugo Lloris called out basically the entire organization in his post-match comments wow. after the Europa League loss. And C after Christian Bale? Sebastian what's his name? Um Earth? Terry Bale Gareth Terry, Bale. Terry Terry Bale. Yeah. Terry Bale went to the Deli Alley section of the bench. Wow. Like, I, I feel like this result... But there's only one person you can blame for all of this. You're naming a bunch of names, but there's one man to blame. I mean, I want you to say it because I like when you rail against him. But go ahead. There's only Jose Mourinho to, to blame for this. Yeah, know, of course. Scott. He is the most divisive... He, he has no. written off entire segments of the organization to where he won't even consider playing them until either, you know, like Gareth Bale forced him to play him for a couple of matches. Bale has a bad match against Arsenal. We're not going to see him again probably until the, the last game week of the season. He will play next the next Spurs match Gareth Bale will play. I, I don't believe it. I don't think he will. And the fact that Hugo Lloris is saying what he's saying on we one We haven't hand, had like, a bet yet. Do you want a chance at winning a bet? I'll bet right now. I'll bet I'll Gareth Bale bet plays than, next, I, next match. I want this bet more than Blazer starts. I'll I'll go plays, but I'm not scared to go starts. If you want to push me to starts, there's no way he starts next match. You don't think so? Well, then bet it. You chicken, I'll, I'll, you piece I'll, of chicken poop. I'm 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 setting up the bet, sir. It's at no Newcastle. Starts the next Bareth match. Gale will will start. I love it. Terry Terry no. Bale uh-uh. will not start. No, he said Bareth Gale. <laughs> That is the end. <laughs> and I said Terry Gale. There is nothing more Gareth Bale in that last match than Dave calling him Bareth Gale. It absolutely was Bareth Gale that showed up for the Aston Villa match. Thank you, Dave, for putting into words what we could not say uh, effectively prior to this. I mean, Jose Mourinho is in danger of losing his job in year two, which is probably the most spursiest thing of all time if you really think about it that he doesn't even get to year three as manager of spurs uh, look the Scott, division is Scott, entirely hold, hold his on a it's second. entirely his to blame hold on it's, it's his blame to own i that's fine i don't know why for the first time in my life i'm i'm defending Mourinho in anything because i don't you think love this, him because amazon is, made you love him i did well, that's, that's true i don't think this is all on him i don't players players gotta play is, is he handicapping them no all right, let me say this. I'm going to agree with that statement. It is not entirely Mourinho's blame in the sense that, like, right now there are players who are responsible. Lloris isn't wrong either about what he said. 
honestly, ultimately, it comes back to Daniel Levy. There was no way Jose Mourinho was the right man to lead this. I disagree. You, you're, you're, well, and oh, it's fine. We can agree. The makeup of the squad, the emotional characters that are involved here, Jose Mourinho was never going to make them better. He was always going to use his scorched earth tactics and and tear people down. Maybe some of those players need to get gone. Maybe maybe if okay. Delhi Ali, maybe if maybe Delhi needs to go. Maybe he needs okay. the maybe he needs and the, Ndombele, the, the Ozil. I know Ndombele has been playing, but like he he completely tore down Ndombele for months. He hasn't held it against him. He's played Ndombele. Okay, Bale. Bale's got to go. Holly's got to go. Bale, Bale is, is Bale is going. So Scott, we know I, that. Now, Scott, we know I'm, now that we know that for sure. Now I what's going shocked. to happen on, because Scott, Mourinho Scott, is there? I am shocked. Harry you are upset. You are upset at a manager who takes a player out for being a lazy on <laughs> the field. I, I am shocked that that, no, that bothers you. No, actually, it's a step further back than that. I think the cause of that player being a lazy ass is that Jose Mourinho is the manager and has contributed to that. It doesn't make any sense in the player. No, it absolutely does. We, we can agree to disagree. Listen, when you have a bad boss and there's a chance you, you find out there's a chance that maybe that boss is going to get fired. You're going to wait that out. You're going to wait that situation out and hope that you have a better boss in the future. Partly because maybe you don't have many other options. I mean, Giovanni Lo Celso's not getting, you know, people aren't breaking down the door to buy him. He's got to wait out a situation where he has a better boss. Like that's, that's where these players are right now. Once they're in this situation where these rumors are out there and the rumors are out there that he's going to get sacked this season. Once that happens, then you start to see players figure out what's best for me. And sometimes what's best for me is, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait and show the new guy everything I've got. And right now, they're not doing that for Mourinho because Mourinho's not capable of getting the most out of people. He's just not. I just can't believe that Bruno Fernandez was so close to going to Spurs. I, like, I can't believe that it got so close that it was like player agrees to terms, but, but they couldn't, they, the, the club wouldn't seal the deal because they wouldn't spend the money. Do and any they, of you and, think? And they end up with Lo Celso. Do any, which is amazing, right? Do any of you yeah. think that Bruno at Spurs all this time that he's been at United would be the same or, or better than he has been at United? Well, I don't know if it would have mattered. I, I don't know if Pochettino would have, if that would have impacted him because it would have been a Pochettino signing. Actually, so, I think that would have been a great pairing. You're absolutely right. That would have been a great pairing. So it would have been a Pochettino Spurs with adding Bruno Fernandez to what they already had. And so but in Dave, that case, I wonder... Once the Mourinho move happened, do you think Bruno is a better manager, or uh, uh, Mourinho is a better manager for Bruno than Pochettino? Mourinho in the past. Even OGS is right now? Well, I'm not sure, and I've been on record before in years past, that creative players don't get more creative under Mourinho. So Bruno is a creative player. So I. I, He's also emotional. The proof. He's an emotional dude, and I don't hold that against him. He just is. And if you're, you know, in that way, Mourinho and, and Bruno Port- would not have gotten along at all. Yeah, but Mourinho's Portuguese, Bruno's Portuguese. They, they'd understand each other. Okay, maybe for a uh, maybe for a while. I'll give this is all hypothetical. Of for course. three seasons. I want to. Yeah, exactly. It's Let, never let's more. get back to Spurs and Villa. 
yeah. uh, villains. Anyone happy with Martinez right now? You happy with Martinez, Scott? Is he is he your ride or die? As you've been yeah. claiming all season. Yeah. After my, I, I feel very confident that after my wild card, I'm going to have Emiliano Martinez continuing to start, and a and a starting four five goalkeeper as the backup. So in his last four matches, he has a two seven three one, and you feel great about it. I know who he is. I know what he's capable of. I know he's been doing it all season. He'll continue to do it. And you know that Jack Grealish isn't gone forever. All right, and I mean that doesn't that doesn't make them not concede goals, but that changes the that changes the dynamic of the team. This is a flat Villa that can't create anything when he's out. Matty Cash also let's let's give him credit. That was a full on karate kid uh, karate kid leg sweep. It was a, it was incredible on Harry Kane that led to the penalty. Uh, which obviously contributed to the second goal here, which took points away from Martinez. All right, That's not going to happen every week. And I want to bring this up. Uh, Villa has 10 more matches. Six of them are against Liverpool, United, Tottenham, Chelsea, Everton, Manchester City. The end of the season. Six of the 10. Six of the the 10. The end of the season for Villa is bad as far as Villa defense. Like they, and, and also they're very safe. So, I mean, if, how much pride are they going to – they're, they're going to play for pride. Grealish isn't going to let him go completely to the beach, but I, I, I mean, you just wonder. No, absolutely not because Grealish is, is playing for a Euro 2020-2021 spot. Scott, right. so again, uh, six yeah, out of ten I, matches against yeah. those teams on the Room, way out, yep. and you feel yep. great about starting Martinez. It's food for thought. It's food for thought. Um well, let's talk next week on the pod when I have a really solid idea of what I'm doing with my wild card. I like Martinez just it's, flat out. It's okay. It, it, Martinez is more expensive than Eduardo. I was going to say Ed Mendy. Ed, Ed Mendy is the is the obvious one. You could do that and feel great about it. That's why right. I'm bringing it up. You're acting like it's a it's a no brainer. Set it, forget it, and I say it's. Bull- it's not. That's, that's fine. <laughs> you also know that I am much more of the FPL type of player where I like to look at what the ceiling of the player is, what the consistency is, what I can expect. But you're right. I mean, I, I have not looked in detail at their matches, so you've given me good information. that Up I'll to use. this point, I, might change I would agree with you. Up to this point, up until this point, I wouldn't have said that that was crazy. But looking at what's forward, going forward, Brian's facts on – they're sort of maybe at the beach, even though Grealish is going to be, you know, obviously he does want a spot. I'm just saying, and, and then you look at the form that Chelsea's defense has been in. No, all of a sudden, no one can score on that. Yeah. It's, we, it's I mean, ridiculous. we could talk about, maybe we can talk more about Chelsea next week, but just the thought of like the teams at the end of a season who have a lot to play for that are yeah. fighting and they are, they are easily in that category. They are in form. They are, uh, hugely risky as far as rotation is concerned, for the most part, except Mendy. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, Brian. Say that again. Except for who? Well, definitely Mendy, but but uh, Cesar uh, Dave Azpilicueta is in has uh, has established himself. David uh, Smith, you hearing that? For you the that? for the thirtieth time in his career. Yeah, that Scott is the epitome Bass, of Scott Bass that is the epitome in a manager uh, yeah, game. Yeah, okay, I am. 
that is the epitome of I wasn't wrong. I just wasn't right yet. All that is, it took all, that it, is the all it took was circumstances that you couldn't have predicted in a million years to happen and fall directly into place just for you. It's unbelievable how right you sullen, are. <laughs> sullen Frank Lampard and his lack of tactics getting sacked. Could not see that one coming. I'm still shocked about that. I'm going to be honest. Anyways. All right. Hey, let's talk about the uh, first goal scorer for Spurs. Uh, he's not necessarily new. He's been around a little bit this season off and on. Yeah. Uh, he was definitely back in this match. Brian, we want you to teach us how to say his name. Do you want to how to say his name with music or without music? No, it's like always to... with music. Yeah. If you're going to put music on this, Dave, I would like you to put uh, the song Earth. By Little Dicky, thank you okay. very much. Sure, perfect. It's hilarious. Play, play it in that hotel room of yours. This week's how to say isn't so much about pronunciation as it is about uh, relief. Mm. I know that I'm relieved that so many modestly named players are making a mark at this point in the season uh, in the league. So, Carlos, I'm already happy about that. Well, you, t- you saw it. He tapped it in from Happy Gilmore range, and he reacted like he had just KFO'd Conor McGregor with an uppercut in the first eight seconds. Sure, of course. That, of course. My frenemies was the feeling of a man who has been on the Spurs roster since game week five and has played a total of 260 minutes. Yeah, that that is how that is how you spell really. He's ready to get in there. Yeah, but Dave, Dave, what is it that Jason Mourinho wants his players to play? That's what he reminded me. He wants you to play angry. Yeah, like a like a bastard. Yeah, play like a bastard. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what he looked. I mean, that's what he. That, that's what I thought of in that moment. Was I guarantee you, Jose Mourinho is smiling on the touch right now because of this. You know, Conor McGregor. You know, you know who did play like a bastard was Gareth uh, Gareth Gale when he found his way on the bench. Yeah, Gareth Gale. The que- that is the question: is now whether Jose Mourinho will give him more of a run. Yes. Will he play up front alongside Kane with yes. Sun now that Bale yes. is, ba- is basically sunning himself in the grid right now? Exactly. And if, and if so, can Carlos get back to the 18-goal in a season form that he had at Benfica a couple seasons ago? No. No, okay. he can't. But he'll he'll get it for now. Mostly, and I guarantee it's going to be mostly because of the post-goal reaction and less because because that's how Jose Mourinho is, at least in my mind. Back to you, Brian. Either way, his surname is Vinicius. Your Tottenham, your Tottenham Hotspur, 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 your Tottenham Hotspur rageaholic goal scorer that helped ruin further Emiliano Martinez owner's day. None other than Carlos. I'm a man. That's it. That's, that's excellent. Thank you, Brian. You're Appreciate welcome. you putting that together. Yeah. Hey, I've got a question for this podcast. Uh, my understanding is that uh, Joe Hart has, or maybe had, a social media team. Uh, yeah, he sure did. You know, we, we need a social media team. 
we're a growing fledgling podcast. Do you think that we should hire Joe Hart's social media team to do our social media? Whichever okay. guy he, whichever guy he lets go after uh, after Europa League, we should hire for sure. Okay, done. I mean, honestly, like it, the worst thing that could happen is he, you know, tweets out "job done" on a week when we don't have a pod. Like that's the worst thing that can happen. <laughs> that's All right. Cool. All right. I would like. I would like. I just want you to. I want you to say job done, no matter what, from now on about everything we do. You know what? When we get into squeaky bum time, I will. Brighton three, Newcastle. I've been waiting for like forty minutes, man, for the right time. Brighton three. (laughs) Hey, there's supposed to be no fans in this recording. Uh, Brighton three, Newcastle nil. Uh, obviously the storylines here are, are apparent. We've already been discussing Joel Altman. Yes, of course you have to consider him with your chips as we're hitting the uh, stretch run of the season. Can we just talk about Newcastle's luck, though? I put this on our Slack workspace. Oh, yeah, very lucky. Mad. <laughs> un, un, unlucky, Newcastle. Uh, the, the, I respect the fact that Steve Bruce is taking full responsibility. I mean, you know, Almiron's been out for a couple of matches. You've had Wilson out now for an extended period of time asm's out again for an extended period of time you had him and lascelles out for a very long time because of the the long form of covid that they were trying to recover from and uh, now isaac hayden has this freak injury that looked terrible yeah this is i mean this is one of those seasons where like i'm all about the narrative i know when it comes to the premier league for and and fpl too you know it's always about just the pure results right we say points are points and, and the same thing applies in the Premier League table. It just comes down to results. But when you look at the narrative, there are a few clubs who have had worse luck this season than Newcastle. And I almost, I almost want already relegated Newcastle to stay up just because of how amazing that would be as an accomplishment for Steve Bruce in this club. Do you think Steve Bruce is going to last to the end of the season? I think it's always a bad sign when he admits, I need to be better. Like, he didn't say, we... He said, I need to be better. Like I, I know I just said that I respect that, but it is a bad sign when the manager says he's not doing a very good job. Yeah, I mean, they, they could not have had injuries, like a worse time for injuries to Callum Wilson, Almiron, and St. Maximan. Like, they got Almiron back here, but Almiron obviously was you know off the pace. Which Brighton. is unfortunate because he was on the pace when he got hurt. And he Brighton, I mean, honestly, I mean, despite the final score, I mean, it was Ryan Frazier off the post before Brighton scored. And, you know, it's it's the difference between, you know, it's the difference between 2-0 and 1-1. You know, and then it just completely changes the dynamic of the game. Newcastle ends up, like, like at the end of the game, you know, the, the post-match reaction is Newcastle players just, they accepted defeat. And I feel like, yeah. yeah, on the whole, it looked like that. But I'm like, man, it was way closer than that. If Ryan Frazier is a centimeter, you know, a little bit more to the left on his shot, we're talking about a different, you know, maybe a different result here. But at the end of the game, I mean, it was just Brighton looked, I mean, they just looked dominant. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's not a great time. Well, you talk about, you said earlier, we're going to talk next week about who's still playing for something. Newcastle's obviously playing for a lot, yeah, a, a whole lot. But there are still clubs where even if they're playing for a lot, you don't go near them. And right now that's Newcastle. 
on the Brighton well, side of things. I mean, are you surprised? I mean, maybe I'm not surprised because I, I, I definitely, on the, uh, you know, looking at the po- possibility of free hitting in 29, Jamal Lascelles was, you know, it, it was in good form. Uh, like overall, Lascelles is in form, and Lascelles is 4.2, which is wildly low. I'm shocked at how low his his price is. No, it's appropriate for right now. Sure, it is. But he is a guy that, like, you know, if, on a wild card, if you really do want a guy that's gonna play, you know, he's gonna play, and you know for sure he's, you know, just by virtue of being tall and a center back, he has goal threat. Virtually. He has scored recently. Okay. No. No, no, Brian, no. Let's, okay, so if you're in a, a position where you're fighting for a title in your league, you don't go to Jamal Lascelles. If you're in a position where you're trying to hit on a flyer, you're trying to play strong differentials and hope for a prayer, then maybe Jamal Lascelles. It's just, I, I'm, I guess I'm thinking, like, they are about to, they are about to have, um, it's all bad for them. So when... <laughs> When you look ahead at Newcastle and you see that at Burnley is the best match that they have until game week 37, they are in, they, this is, I I think that it's going to be a tall order for them to get, I don't know, can they get, we said 19, I said on our last pod, they might end in 19, 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 21, can they get even I don't know. Can they get six points between now and game week 36? Look at that schedule. Probably. Maybe. Tottenham, Burnley, West Ham, Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester, Manchester City. That's your seven matches for Newcastle coming up. If they get even, if they get three draws in there, I feel like that's Steve Bruce should be, should keep his job. That's a crazy, that is a crazy run of matches for them to, in this spot where they are right now. Brighton continues to be Brighton. They are not precise. They miss opportunities, but sometimes they just have these days where they hit. I mean, Trossard has a great week. You know, I mentioned Mope earlier. He even gives you a little bit here, but you know, obviously there's, there's always going to be potential for good when it comes to Brighton, just with how hard they play and how many shots they seem to take. Yeah. All the stats leading up to this, yeah, Trossard would have been in, uh, would have been in my team for sure. I just, I didn't do it. I was if free hit, yeah, would have been not free hit. Not going to take an, an additional minus. Like I said, needed to have Bale in there. Absolutely, just had to make sure <laughs> that I had Gareth Bale. Hey, look, I want to bring this up. Brighton's close out of their their last matches. They have five against the traditional top six or seven clubs. Yeah. So like their schedule's not great going out. Brighton is not good going forward. Next week, I think they're still I don't I don't even think you really love to have them next week. I, I, I mean are are you excited about having them against Manchester United? I'm I don't think that's great definitely for defenders, maybe for the attacking players, but um it does da- I think it does downgrade Manchester United's attack a little bit playing against Brighton. But I mean, what are they playing for? Uh, this is who, for Brighton? This is, who no, Brighton United, or Manchester United? Manchester United. This is for next week. But 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 honestly, like I think we should be thinking, you know, that this is in the context of who's fighting for things. Now that United is, you know, I mean they they they're out of the FA Cup now, which is a big right. deal for that 
club. The hits just keep on coming. They're not winning the title in the league. They're out of the cup. I don't know. I just, I do wonder what the motivation level will be for Manchester United and how long it will Compared to Brighton, who absolutely need, they need wins. But Graham Potter's going to have them shooting, regardless of the opponent. They might lose 3-0, but they're going to shoot to try to win 3-0, too, which is why we love Brighton. You know, they're definitely... I'm just thinking, if you're going to get... I would say Trossard is a consideration. I mean, maybe the forwards, you know, if Danny Welbeck is back, Neil Mope, I feel like those guys are kind of equal as far as what they're they're bringing to the table, in a way. It just sucks, because I want a defender now. Like, I'm ready to get back into the Brighton defender business with my wild card, and, and that's... I don't want a midfielder. I really don't want a forward, even though they're going to play hard. I want Veltman or Byrne or some, you know, something like that. Right. And and Dan Byrne was out here. Dan Byrne was on the bench, so he was obviously fit enough to be included, but not fit enough to you know to play. You know, Byrne after the break, I think you'll get him back again. And he and Veltman are the they're the bargain guys. I you know I like I brought Duncan this week. Yeah, you know, I had Dunk too. Yeah, and so Dunk, you know, you're you're happy with the the clean sheet in the, in the end of the, you know, at the end of the day. I just don't think I don't know how many more of those you're going to get, you know, given the the tough schedule. But but yeah, Veltman is still like unless he went up tonight, he's still less than four or five. So he's still four point four, which is I mean that's a that's a great price for a guy. What I was going to say about Veltman, the reason why it was a little frustrating this week was because they moved, like they decided to play Veltman, Dunk, and. Uh, and Ben, is it Ben White? Yes, played the yeah. three, played yeah. them as a back three for like the first time, pretty much since Veltman has come in and been so good. Like Veltman is like is number one in almost. We talked about it before. It's still like number one in almost every statistical category for defenders in the last like six weeks, ahead of like Marcus Alonso in a, attacking stats. Like the guy's been unbelievable, and so the for the first time, it's like the best matchup they have on paper. And where does he go? Like deeper like hey, but he he made the dream team he still gave 10 points yeah because because trossard did unbelievable like veltman made a great pass but trossard did it was one of those like assist where trossard probably should have gotten like an extra point for all the work that he did yeah. like because it but but yeah good i mean good on veltman for laying it right on his you know right on his foot and trossard making the most of it last thing would you rather have christensen or Rudiger at 4.6 and 4.7 respectively. Did Rudiger go up? Is he 4.7 or is he still 4.6? Rudiger is for still 4.6. If Rudiger is still 4.6, yeah, I'd way rather have Rudiger. I'm just I'm thinking for a guy that's like at this time of the season that price difference does not matter. It, right. And Dave talks about how much money he's got. That price difference shouldn't matter. I don't want either Chelsea defender. It doesn't I matter. Don't know how many... I'm asking the rest of you uh, plebs. Yeah, the, us poor folk. Uh, I want Veltman because I know he's going to play. Uh, Christensen and Rudiger play. I I'm not. Know. I'm not worried. I, there's I, no guarantee for me with Chelsea at all. Outside not, of Rudiger missed match week 27 against Everton. Before that, it, he had played like 11 straight games, and he played against Leeds. He had one game off in the last like 13 matches, and you're like, eh, I don't know about him starting. Rudiger starting. I'm not worried about Rudiger at all. I I would rather have Rudiger, but I'm saying for like it's it's the same thing. Like at this stage, if you need someone who's extremely cheap and playing, 
then like that's why I said like I don't I'm not buying LaSalle's. I'm just saying like if the money works where LaSalle's is you need someone that's four point two and you want to know for sure there's a guy that's going to be there like that's money like that's money that you can save as long as Veltman is four point four I think that's a great value considering the quality of the Brighton defense and yeah like Scott said he's gonna I mean he's not coming out there's no he he's got no competition. So it's going to be an injury that keeps Veltman sure. out for sure. Dave, Dave is a guy who's still got his wild card. Why not both? I am. <laughs> yeah. I I, mean, I, honestly, I currently am. I already own Mendy, and I'm looking at. I'm messing around with my wild card as we go. I'm working on my defense, and I'm like, why not bring in Aspilicueta and Christensen and or Rudiger? Like, why not both? I mean, a Chelsea defender plus Veltman. No, why not bring in yeah. three Chelsea defenders right now? What defense is better? I'm, I I I will definitely like unless unless uh, Aspilicueta gets hurt I will I will have Aspilicueta the next time we we have a and a, a team to Dave play. I'm always going to just rebel against your three defender at that's one fine club that's okay. fine watch me cash him checks son <laughs> from from what place I mean you're going to beat your brother which is uh, uh, full credit to you on that but. Probably going to. It looks like he will beat his brother as things stand for the right first time. This moment for the first time in history. Scott Dave Smith. Dave Smith, Chelsea's, by the way, is uh, Chelsea's the Spurs. defense. Dave Chelsea's, Smith is the Spurs of the Smith brothers derby. I would not. Derby. I would not write or try to cash that check at all. Yet, <laughs> no one. I am not. Uh, he at times says that it's over, but I know it's not. Uh, look, Chelsea's next two matches. Uh, home, to five matches. home to next West Brom. Home to West Brom at Crystal Palace, at West Ham, home to Fulham. Okay, that's their next four matches. Then they're at City. Why? Why do? You, why would you not want three Chelsea defenders? We know that we don't know who's going to score for them, but we know who's in defense. That's that's. I'm I'm done with Chelsea. Yeah, the only okay. thing bad, the only thing bad is that you you got to navigate like everybody else. You got to navigate the blank week thirty two with them, but. But you will get you will get a Brighton match added at some point. So I'll free hit. All, I'll free hit in thirty two. I was going to say there is also the but there is also the benefit of if you do have them, uh, you can still you you have a double left in Chelsea at some point. But with Tuchel's ro- rotation, I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing. Well, but also this is this is where I know I'm planning to retreat back to my early season strategy which was to have five discount defenders who are going to play, and I can rotate based on matchup, and obviously if one doesn't play, they can transfer, you know, coming off the bench, whoever it might be. So, you know, just have five, 4.5 and lower defenders. They're still out there, or 4.6, 4.7, now that you've got all this money in the bank. Go to go to five five o defenders and lower. You'll, you'll have options no matter what is going to happen with these two matches that are being rescheduled still in the 90s. Fulham one leads to Patrick Bamford is going to be fighting for things. He just missed out on the Euro- the uh, England squad and the World Cup qualifiers in the upcoming international break. He wants to be in the Euro squad. Patrick Bamford will keep playing. I'm probably not going to make many changes in in forward with my wild card if, if I plan to keep Kane and Bamford. Listen, I agree. I and so it's funny. I'm as I'm contemplating my wild card. I'm like, well, all right. Well, if I'm gonna let me look at, you know, you start looking at every position. You look at forwards. I'm looking at him like, I'm stuck with Bamford. Have not sold that kid all year. I've had him since 
from the first minute when he was a five five, and now he's a six seven. And I'm like, why at this point when he's the second highest score in uh, in the the forward position, and why why would I sell him when he has triangles and he still plays? He suns his way, Brian, into points. Well, you're not selling him this week, that's for sure. You so dang right. You're not selling him for home versus Sheffield. Uh, I can understand if you wanted to get the jump on it, or I don't know if you need the if you need to make a move. City, Liverpool, Manchester United, like the sure. look. The color coding is going to scare you from weeks 31 to 33. You're going to see you're going to see maroon and and blood red for three weeks and think like, I can probably move him on for someone else. And, uh, but after that, I think you'll, you'll want leads again. I, I, it's, it's yeah, just, they finish, they finish pretty easy. They do finish pretty easy. Even Stuart Dallas, who I think like leads defense would be a place like I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel bad at all about moving Stuart Dallas on and Stuart Dallas is owned. I mean, he's owned a ton. You know, as, as defenders go, I mean, twenty five percent is a good bit for for yeah. anybody in defense, and so that would be a guy I would move. Like Rafinha, like I don't know how Rafinha is not like absolute lock for you know. He was a, one of one, my one of the spots in the midfield. I said yeah. that that was that was yeah. an article point this week. Was like, how did he go into game week? He went into game week twenty nine. At like eleven percent ownership, that is shocking to me. Yeah. Well, now we know how many people listen to our podcast, Brian, or I read FPL America the article. No, he was one of those. I told you I sent out Bruno and Sala. You know, the the money was it's the money in my bank is wacky right now with my wild card because one of my transfers in was Rafinha, which obviously what, what is what match. is your money in your bank? It's like six pounds right now, but I'm on my oh, wild card. Wow. But but that's because I went that's because I went from Bruno and Sala to Aubameyang and Rafinha. Yeah, I was gonna say it, Sala out, but your plan is to bring Sala back, right? I'm right. on the fence. I'm on the wow. fence. Wow. Okay. You know, so here's 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 why I would bring Mo Sala back. Two reasons why I bring him back in. Number one, he's Mo Sala. Ceiling is very high. You know how I feel about high ceilings. Number two, Liverpool have been off or will be off for a very long time. By the time they get around to playing game week 30. And so they'll, he'll be rested. And, you know, we know he's not playing in uh, international matches because Liverpool did not release their players to play international matches. So they're going to be very rested. I actually expect a Liverpool surge here in the, in the home stretch of the season. And I think that's, going to be led by Mo Salah. So that's that's okay. why I would keep him or bring him back in technically uh with my wild card being the game. Yeah, so selling him for you is not as big of a deal because you can bring him back permanently. Selling him on was a wild card. Yes, selling him was uh, game right. 29 was always a temporary lineup, kind of a pseudo free hit. I uh you know, I like I said, I didn't feel as bad about taking a negative 4. Uh, and the the money thing was, you know, it's only weird when you look at like in a normal week. But game week twenty nine wasn't a normal week. I thought Rafinha gave me a chance at a return. So what if I'm selling a Bruno or a Salah to get him in? And he scored eight points. I think it was right. here. So it it definitely paid off. Yeah, that's a that was an easy move. I I'm just thinking like there. I mean, Mo Salah could not. I mean, he is easily one of the most transferred out for the last however many weeks. Again, like I think that you know 
the obvious. And, but, right, yeah, when I bring if I do bring him back in, it'll be at a discount. Right. The, what he was at. The the right thing to do was to sell him forever ago. But but again, like the panic, the panic is not. There's no. He's the player that you most expect to bounce back, and he he mm. has done it once. Yeah, basically, so he's, here's, he's helped you once in the last like 15 weeks. As I'm sitting here, here's what I feel good about. I feel good about keeping Bruno, bringing in KDB again, mm-hmm. having Lingard and Rafinha at the end of the midfield line, and that leaves one spot up for grabs. Money is going to be little uh, of little importance, mostly because. Forward is such an insignificant position, and we've t- as far as money goes. And Brian, you know, or Dave, you know, even talked about the lack of options. Can we go back to the very beginning of the season when we talked about how loaded the midfield was because of the redesignating of all of these players from forward to midfield? Yeah, like this has been. We said this would be the storyline of the season, and while we haven't explicitly discussed it for the last few months, that's what this is. That's what we're dealing with right now. Was the redesignation of all these forwards to midfield? And so, you know, I'm not. I, I it could be Salah, or, or it can be you know Trossard as my fifth midfielder. I don't know. The money's not going to matter though when my front line is Kane, Bamford, and like a Antonio or something like that because that's not a ton of money up front. Yeah. No, there it, the money has definitely changed in a way where, yeah, it the heavy hitters like. I, like I, it's going to take somebody re-emerging. It's going to take Aguero. Raheem Sterling. It's going to take Raheem Sterling getting his job back, or Aguero getting starts regularly, or something like that, and yeah. scoring goals that yeah, aren't. I mean, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take something like that to dramatically shift the way things are. Because right now, I mean, look at the look at the transfers in. It's it's Bruno and KDB in the midfield, and other than that, like I'm not sure what. Like I'm not sure why people are bringing in Marcus Rashford, but like the rest is because they're listening to your stats, right? About Rashford. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I like you've maybe said the- all season his stats are amazing. They just aren't leading into point fruition. Well, he was hurt too, and that's why. So he has a shoulder injury that we know is like lingering. So that that I mean, I don't feel like that like help that doesn't help him. It rem- I mean, it's. It's the it's the Adama Traore thing where it's like, hey, if the guy's dynamic and he's out there, like he he's capable, but like it's obviously this like this is obviously bothering him. And but right now, like the next like the next couple of weeks, like Brighton and Spurs for Manchester United, like I, that's not like, man, I got to rush out and go get that guy. What I'm saying is like Lingard, Mason Mount. Gundogan, Mares, Joda, Rafinha, like that's your like those are your top transfers in right now. And those guys are all like there's Mares is the most expensive guy out of that. And he's and he's wildly affordable. So I'm just saying like there is a ton like the makeup at this point, like this is like if there was ever a time for like go crazy picking somebody different, like now's the time. Like there are guys all over the place. Like your midfield makeup could be everyone less than 10 pounds and you're probably doing great. Jota is the only person in Liverpool worth owning right now. I do like Jota. Yeah, there's no doubt. If you went Salah to Jota, you're not only covered for for Liverpool, but it gives you the the financial freedom to do anything yeah. you want. Hey, we completely buried the lead on Leeds. Yeah. In this match against uh, Fulham. I want to 
spend a, a minute at least talking about Luke Ayling's goal celebration that wasn't. The way oh, he yeah. released his hair and celebrated his headed goal with those locked hair blowing in the breeze as he slides across the pitch, yeah. only to have that goal reversed. That was the biggest travesty I've seen all season with VAR was taking away Luke Ayling's goal celebration. At least I'll always have the memory and that image of Luke Ayling's hair blowing in the wind following that goal. Are you are, being is, overturned? Is this you giving him yeah. your fantasy half? And what point? it is. It absolutely okay, is. Good. <laughs> uh, okay, great. I'm not going to say that I have hairline envy, but I heard Dave Smith does. So yeah. there's that. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, Listen, I've already been on record saying I'm playing my wild card in Game Week 30. It sounds like you've hit the button during the pod, Dave, for Game Week 30. Is that true? Or you I'm making changes on? right now. It would cost me 24 points <laughs> as I uh, – no, look, look. Save, save your team. Save your team. Hey, Scott, real quick. I'm going to no, no one cares, but I, I'm going through form schedule and in current position as these players are playing. And uh, no, look, I got in my defense currently right now, and I have not hit save as Cresswell, Stones, Christensen and Shaw. OK, I doubt anyone can find a better starting lineup than that. Lingard, Fernandez, DeBrowna, Rafinha, Joda in the midfield. Ianacho, Bamford, and Kane. That team is really good. Yeah, the only guy you don't have in there that's really worth it would be Kai Havertz. Fair, fair. And and I earlier said I would have Odegaard, but I would rather ha- look uh, at it. I'd rather oh, have man, I, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were going to immediately laugh at that, like it was the dumbest joke ever told, and you just you just went on through it. Well, my computer. Someone started calling my wife, and so. Uh, my wife's or my computer is hooked up to my wife's uh, FaceTime account. Someone's trying to FaceTime my wife, and I'm 300 miles away from her, and, and the computer's trying to answer the FaceTime call. So I, I missed a little bit of it. Uh, dumb. Anyway, well, sorry about that. No, you're fine. I missed it the was, joke, Brian. I missed the joke. It's not worth it anyway. Right, the point is, no, like, you're, but you are, like, no matter what, you're going to keep Bamford. You're going to think about or have Rafinha. No, about, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep Rafinha. I'm going to keep Bamford. Right. Payne, I'm keeping. Stones, I'm keeping. Fernandez, Lingard, keeping. And uh, Ed Mendy. The only other thing, I still got Sanchez as my backup keeper, but I still have like 3.6 in the bank. I literally could go to any other keeper. I, I don't know where I'm going to go there. Uh, I feel yeah, like I could have. Yeah, Fraser Forster. Joachim Anderson from Fulham is <laughs> one of your top defender options. Uh he scores against Leeds. Um, it was one of those moments of like, Wait a minute, oh, you're being serious? You're not joking? Yeah, he's been great. Look at his. Look at what he's done. Look at his points here recently. That's fair, but you're, are, you start, are you playing that player over any Chelsea defender, Cresswell, Stones, or Shaw? If the matchup was right, yes, I would play him over any of the people you just named. I'm just saying, like, just because... Just because Fulham defensively, like this was a this is a letdown for them to get. Not only was this, I I feel like this result was a bit against the form of these two clubs. Leeds coming out and getting two at Fulham, Fulham giving up two goals is uh, is out of character for them right That's now. That's true. I agree with that. So I I felt like this this felt way more like it was going to be it should be a one one than a two one victory for Leeds. 
And I honestly would have thought it could go the other way. Wow. Fair enough. I'm just, I'm not, like, I'm just saying to, to Scott's earlier point, Joachim Anderson is four five and he's, and he's, uh, an obvious goal threat. Yeah. He does, he does fit into that category. I, I don't know that I could do it, but he does fit into that category. Right. Taking a look at. I've noticed a lot of uh, so-called FPL experts are saying that they're going to play their wild card for game week 31. This is on the uh, homepage of the FPL website currently. I've already activated mine for game week 30, but it's been very specific about game week 31. Is that just to avoid coming out of an international break, do you think? There's no explanation that's given here. So why 31 as opposed to 30? Is it possible that it's in preparation for blank game week 32? It's very possible because a lot of them mentioned playing other chips that they've held on to. Right. If, if you don't have... That's only two matches. We're only losing out on two. There's still going to be eight matches in that game. Yeah, I, I thought, I mean, for as far... I mean, that was the reason why, I, you know, when I, when I looked at it and I thought, you know, I can get to eight players. I like the matchups that I had. I'm going to save my free hit. But I, like, if I had played it, it would have been probably fine. So I just thought, like, compared, but you know, you take four matches in twenty nine, and you compare it to the eight matches that we're going to have in thirty two. It's a no brainer to me. Yeah, ga- yeah, game week. That's what I was going to say. Is that game week twenty nine made way more sense? That that is so blank. Like that's hardly yeah. any. That's hardly anyone. And it was just fortunate for I think for for a lot of FPL is that like the teams that were available just happened to be teams where it was like you you could reasonably have already had assets from at least Correct. three of or four of those clubs. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's very interesting. I've hit the I've hit the wild card button. I do plan to take you know the fixtures from thirty to thirty eight into consideration, uh, and obviously you know you know making sure I account for you know knowing that I'll have free transfers each week as we lead up to the end of the season. But this is it. We got ninety matches left. You know, nine nine crazy. matches home stretch to the end. So crazy. And uh, yep, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a lot of fun. There's gonna be a lot of unpredictability. I'm sure. Um, let's. Start getting into uh, squeaky bum time on this podcast. Yes, two mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Let's talk about the top score in game week twenty nine from the FPL America podcast league. It was Patrick Northville FC. We've talked about him before. He's done this before. Top score in game week twenty nine with a score of eighty two. A great score. He, it's a great score. Wow. He used that to move up into tenth overall in the league. Wow. Top three are familiar names. Uh, Bo is back up to number one, bounce right back. He wants to be leads. Actually, he's, he's the top three is unchanged, but in 28, I'm pretty sure he stepped into first. I could be wrong on that. Who knows? Uh, me, Cooks, Ailing, Dan, you're number two still in the league, just one point behind Bo. And then, uh, team touchdown, Jason is uh, still in third. Uh, so it's a very Scott, tight you, you dropped the spot. I dropped Six. a spot. Yeah, I mean, Game Week 29, I, I I mean, I watch March Madness. I did set my lineup, but I watch March Madness. It, it, it's all about, for me, I, I knew I was going to just get the most I could out of uh, 29, hitting the wild card on 30, and I'm going to try to have a great stretch run with my wild card in these last nine. All right. You, for starting a full team, turning in a salty 42. I did not start a full team. I did not start, start a full team. Oh, I what? had son, who I knew was not going to play. All right. Well, and I missed on my captain. If I if I captained Harry Kane, I would have what twenty more? No, 
10, 10 more points in my squad. So you would have the two and the seven. You'd have 10 more. 10 more points than what I had, and I'd still be in fifth place. It's not that big of a deal. I'm no, fine. I, st- I still beat you with eight players. <laughs> Look, I don't beat you often and weekly, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gloat on this, okay? okay. All right, and enjoy Take it. Take it and like it. I'm still going to point to the overall table. Understood. But that's perfectly fine. Good for you every other year, guy. <laughs> hey, better every other year than no the year. never you know year. The never yeah, exactly. yeah, fair enough. Exactly. All right, fair enough. Hey, but know what? This is the, the international break is is a, a a pause and a reset for everybody. You know, wait to finalize your moves until after we know who's gotten hurt on these crappy World Cup qualifier pitches in Europe, at least. And uh, is it, I think in North America, there's some early round matches in World Cup qualifying. Uh, but wait till Wednesday, Thursday, is in, and even Friday. The, the game week 30 doesn't start till Saturday morning. It's the traditional Saturday morning uh, start time. So, you know, wait till Friday to make your, your moves. Know that these managers have said, I've got a clean bill of health with the players on my squad. Who's hurt? Who's not? Finalize those lineups. And then do your best in these nine matches, these nine game weeks, these nine sets of matches. You know, that, that's all you can do. I, I was planning on that all along. I feel great about the – for me, honestly, at this point, I'd love to finish top three in the podcast league. But more than anything, I'm just trying to beat my overall rank record. Sure, for sure. And uh, and so, you know, I'm hoping that I can use these last nine game weeks to do that. Scott, you're, you're in a great position. You've had a yeah, hell of a year. You're on pace. You're yeah. dang right. It's true. Now, we're not going to talk about our captains and our transfers necessarily yet because we're going to have a pod next week. We'll do that as we obviously are coming out of or just wrapping up an international break. We will get you fully prepared for game week 30. I will have a good idea of what I want to do based on fixture uh, and what players I'm considering for my wild card. We'll know for sure whether or not Dave has the courage to hit the button on his wild card. And Brian's going to do whatever Brian does because that's what Brian always does. So look, I currently I can still cancel the wild card, but I I hit the button. Mm. Cancel it, chicken. I hit the button. If I hit make transfers, does that activate it fully? Yeah, man. That that finalizes it. But don't do it. Don't do it, scaredy cat. Yeah, but but now I'm on the wild card week. It doesn't matter if someone gets hurt on international duty. I can just make another change. Listen, yeah. I did it as soon as I could. I, I really did. Over the weekend, during one of the basketball games I was watching, I, I made the wild card active, locked it in. I knew I was doing it. I didn't mess around, and, and I'm just going to go forward with it. But, yeah, now it gives me the chance to essentially new start to the season, really. I mean, now, now I can take the money I've got, which is several pounds more than what I started with, you know, the, the 100 you start with at the beginning of the season, and now I get to play. For the next couple of weeks, it's great. I hear you. I'm I'm ready. Listen, I'm I'm ready to get on to this. Well, then hit the button. All right, fine. Maybe I will. Fine. I Make wouldn't transfers. do it. Fine. I just did confirm transfers. Dumb. I just transferred out. My team just got better. <laughs> Done. Dumb. Done. I just did it. Oh my gosh! Look how stacked my team is right now. Yeah, this is I'm happy. Amazing. I'm happy for you. Good job. Good job, Smave Diff. <laughs> Definitely getting Joda out of the lineup. Okay, here we go. All right, no. Hey, listen, uh, I, look, Scott, I hope everyone uh, catches us on the sco- socials. I know you don't, but you need to, like, check it out and try. <laughs> I hope someone does. There's a lot oh, of I, No, no, no. no. We Look, we have a lot of people who are very gracious. Did you see my out. top ten list? Uh, no. I have been working in an area of the country where I don't have personal cell phone service. 
leading into game week 29, I did my top 10 list because we didn't do a pod after game week 28. So on all the social media channels, I posted videos of my top 10 storylines coming out of game week 28. Uh, that, that was a lot. There was a lot yeah. of me on, on video out there on social media. Now, that was more than what we usually do. I didn't do a whole lot for game week 29 because, again, March Madness was my uh, national holiday weekend. Uh, but, but as we you know, obviously lead into game week 30, there will be more out there. So follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash America. We're there, and we do stuff. You know, we might not have a social media team like Joe Hart, but we're going to do stuff on our, on our social media and we're going to do a little bit more than just job done. So make sure to follow us on as we go into next week. And, uh, hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see how this wild card team shapes up. Ask the livestock around you what they think. I, I guarantee it will start with <laughs> and end in ooh. All right, for the FBL America podcast, this is David Smith.